But uh, take your Bibles and go to uh, verse 17. We're still talking to uh, Ahaz now concerning Ahaz and the house of David, the kingly house. And I'll read just a, a few verses and then we will, we will stop. And then I'll give you a little review. Verse 17 of chapter 7. The Lord will bring on you and your people on your father's house such days as has never come since the day that Ephraim separated from Judah. Remember, Ephraim is another name for Israel, the northern kingdom, Ephraim. Since Ephraim separated from Judah, the southern kingdom, that is from the northern kingdom, Ephraim separated from the southern kingdom, Judah, the king of Assyria came. And it will come about in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly, the little fly that's at the remote part of the rivers of Egypt, and for the little bee that's in the land of Assyria, they will all come and settle on the steep ravines, on the ledges of the cliffs, on the thorn bushes, on the watering places. In other words, I'm going to bring the fly and the bee to bring a judgment. To bring a judgment. Come over to verse 23. It will come about in that day that every place where there used to be a thousand vines, valued at a thousand shekels of silver, they will become briars and thorns. People will come there with bows and arrows because all the land will be briars and thorns. As for all the hills which used to be cultivated with the hoe, you will not go there for fear of, of briars and thorns, but they will become a place for pasturing oxen for a sheep to trample, to trample down. I'm going to bring a judgment, but I'm not through. That's the whole point of giving the virgin birth. I am not through. Emmanuel is coming. Emmanuel or Emmanuel is coming. God is with us. The Son of God. And probably the Jews knew that this was referring to the Messiah. They understood this. The message is to the house of David. So no matter what happens, I am not finished. And your knees are knocking, uh, Ahaz, because you think it's all over. But it's not over. I'm going to bring my son. Yet, verse 17, there's going to come a judgment. There's going to come a judgment. There's going to come a judgment. And God is, is, is it's two things at once. There's a judgment coming, but I'm not finished. I'm not finished, but a judgment is coming. And uh, this is very important. This is a very important issue. Not just the virgin birth, but the promises that God is making. The promises that He's making. All right, I want to do a quick review. and Look up here and kind of follow with me. And I know no one's falling asleep yet, but just give me a few minutes. Okay. The, uh, what are the two kings that then follows the two kings? We have the, the civil war. The two kings were? Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Okay, well, that, that's the first king of the north and south. But I'm talking about in terms of the line of, of the kings. Who was? David and Solomon. Okay, David and Solomon. Then you have the split. And this took place in 931. 931 is when you have the civil war. The first king of the north was Jeroboam. You've already said that. Rehoboam is the first king of the south. What do we call the northern kingdom? Israel. Israel. It has another name. Ephraim. Israel or Ephraim. What's we, what do we call the southern kingdom? Judah. Judah. Okay. When was the northern kingdom taken into captivity by the Assyrians. When did that happen? 722. Okay, 722 B.C. What are the two nations here in chapter 7 that, will, are, that are trying to take 
the southern kingdom and take take Jerusalem. What are the two nations? Syria and 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 uh, the northern kingdom, Israel, Israel and said Syria, and Syria is sometimes called Aram, Aram, A R A M. Okay. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Are there any questions? We just got five minutes. And we can stop on time. Any questions that you have? Uh, I'm kind of chuckling to myself here a little bit because uh, uh, I know that people come to Bible study for entertainment. This ain't entertainment. <laughs> This is this is heavy stuff. So you're going to be tempted next Sunday, next Monday night to stay home. Okay, I know, I know people. Hey, I've been doing this for 50 years. Okay. Oh boy, go up here and hear this long historic historical stuff. This is key. This is very important. And I want a bunch of educated folks, spiritual folks, and educated folks. And it'll get a little better. If there's any any hope for you, <laughs> it'll get a little better. I see a hand up over here. Yes, uh huh. No, no, we don't know. That's something going on in in that in the history of what's happening here that we don't fully, fully get the full understanding of it. See, very often we try to understand something like in today's context, when we have to remember we're reading a history book of things that sometimes we don't fully know the whys and the wherefores. Okay. But by the way, that was that was a, a common thing to say the son of someone, the son of someone. That was very common. But we don't know sitting here what all that particular means. Why did he put it that way? All right. Is there any other quick questions that you might have? Everybody, everybody, get it's a very important passage. Very important. Yeah, Ron. Uh, I guess uh, it's. Good. I think it's good to be reminded of of, of uh, how. Isaiah was uh, uh, given a, uh, a judgment message to carry to the people, uh, and, and that is uh, that is three key times in the New Testament that is that is brought forward. And uh, uh, people might want to look this up. It's John twelve forty, and uh, that you know that that's where he talks about. He saw my glory. Right. And, and, and then in Acts 28, the very mm -hmm. end of it, it, Paul uses it with the Jews who are leaving after he's trying to get to the very end of Acts. And, and, and Paul has spoken to the Jewish leaders and so forth, and they're all grumbling and leaving. Right. And he uses this to say, you know, I brought it to you. You didn't hear. You didn't understand. It's exactly the same situation. And then the last one is Matthew 13, where Jesus uh, uses that as the reason why he spoke to them in parables. All right. Because right. hearing they wouldn't understand, blah, blah, blah. You know, and this, this, this message yeah. is, 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 I think, because of those things, is, is, is extremely important for us to remember. And, and, you know, this is not very popular to say, you know, why isn't there always a positive message? Because judgment is real. God is gracious. God is also a God of judgment. And we keep forgetting that. I want Him just to do good things. But, but the, the Bible gives, gives warnings. And that's what Ron's pointing out. There are passages that says, hey, I'm going to judge this people. This people's going to be judged. And your message is not going to be gracious. This is going to be judgment. And you know, we, 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 I, I really think that pastors are misleading people. If they only make it, uh, uh, you know, banana split, malt and milk, uh, and, and not saying, but there's a there's a price to pay. 
If you sin, play games with God, there will be a price to pay. And a judgment will come. A judgment. We don't like that today. We don't want to spank our kids. We don't want you know. No, we don't hate or anything bad. We don't want that. But sometimes there is nothing else to do but judgment. And and here uh, Isaiah was told, "Hey, you're going to speak to them, and guess what? <laughs> it's going to be a negative message. Uh, they are not to open their eyes. They they're they're going to be they're going to be in blindness. They're going to be judged." Now, having said that, woven in and out through Isaiah, there are moments of judgment of blessing. And especially with the coming kingdom, the promise that, hey, it's bad right now, but I'm going to have the last say in history. I'm going to bring my son. He's going to reign over this world. It's bad right now, but I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to scatter you, but I'm going to have the last word. And, 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 and grace will, grace will come, uh, come to fore. Uh, so, so grace is, is woven in and out of judgment. And, uh, and, and you and I need to understand that. God owes America nothing. God doesn't need us. He can do with us as He pleases. He's the author of history. And by the way, that's something lost today, to realize that God is sovereign. He can do what He wants to do. All mankind is depraved. You and I were depraved before we reached up and, 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 and grabbed hold of the Lord Jesus. We were, we were cut off. We were cut off. God didn't have to save us. He owes, owes no one anything, and uh, and that that is that is sobering, and should cause it should cause us and, and everyone to say, "Oh God, oh Lord, help us," and not be high and mighty because we have to fall back on His mercy. And uh, the Jewish people had it all; they had all the evidence, they had all the the, the, the revelations. They were they were people like no other people. And they squandered it. And that's, again, to make a parallel, that's America. We've had it like no other people's ever had. And we squandered it. I don't think we realize, everyone sitting in this room, I don't think you, you need to really, as you brush your teeth tonight, stop and say, I've got a good job, a good income, a nice car, a nice house. That's not how the rest of the world's living. I, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively moral. I... I Try to do what's right. That's not how the rest of the world's living. And God is blessing me. That's not how the rest of the world is. And so we need to be very conscious of grace and mercy, and and realize that He doesn't have to. Uh, he didn't have to be merciful. You, you and I could be slugging, slugging it out in the, in the jungles and the swamps of Ethiopia and Africa and India. And, uh, Look at us. Look what we've got. And I, I'm just talking about material things that we can we can measure and see, much less the spiritual things that we have. And the insights we have about God and His Word. What a blessing. Don't take it lightly. When you get in the car tonight, hubbies and wives, talk to each other and say, God, thank you for all that you've done for me. Let's close in prayer. Father, we ask you to bless us with this portion of your word tonight. So it's pretty, pretty heavy and hard to get a hold of. And yet it's your word and it's here for us to take and to understand because there are reasons why the, the word speaks these things for our information and our edification. Bless us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.